football wall-to-wall at the hall. That's what's coming August 2023 when we reboot our APA Football Club tournament. APA Football exclusive gameplay. Two full days in Canton. The crown jewel of American professional football. It will be the 10th anniversary of our first iteration. It was a very important tournament, and we want to raise the bar and regain momentum for a really big event for the game we love, Apple Football. I'm going to talk to you briefly about the format, the rules, the cost, and why the Hall of Fame, and why we do it in August. And I'll even delve a little bit into the origins during the legendary summer of 2013, where we were a part of the uh, growth of these regional tournaments that I don't know that any other uh, tabletop sim experiences among its fan base. But let's get right to that and more. Let's talk about the Hall of Fame Apple Football Tournament. What's the format? Well, we need a minimum of 25 people to attend. And as of today, August 13th, 2022, we have about 30 folks committed. Now, of course, we have a year to make sure that we maintain those commitments and maybe even build upon them. We can go beyond 25. That's not a problem. They've got the space. And as long as we tell them what's going on, they're a fantastic crew. Uh, we've made an impact with them. In fact, I'll mention a little bit about that. Um, they can accommodate us. So we can make this as big as you make it. In terms of actual gameplay, the general thinking is this. G-tops are welcome. Homebrews are welcome. This will be single elimination. This will be two full days of full games with two gaming rounds per day from 9 a.m. to noon and from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. A catered lunch, New York deli-style buffet will be catered in, brought into the room every day from noon to 2 p.m. We might or might not have presentations just like we did in 2013. Remains to be seen. The format will largely be dictated by the number of people we have. Now, I had a couple of thoughts, and I've posted about this on Between the Lines in the Delphi forums as well. My initial thinking was it would be great to use the idea that someone had some years ago along the way of having a referee for each game who can track the time, track the rules, keep the stats, keep the game on pace. If that were the case with 25 players, or 25 attendees, I intend to simply facilitate and not play unless needed. That would give you 24 folks playing throughout the tournament. Now imagine uh, we might have, if we use a referee, you might have eight games in the first slot of day one, a referee per game. You might split those eight games into two tracks of four games. After the first round, the folks who were eliminated would serve as referees for the second round of day one play in which the winners would play the referees from round one. If we followed that format, you would then have semifinals in the 9 a.m. to noon slot day two and the finals between 2 and 5 p.m. on Sunday. Now, I and some other folks realize that maybe you don't want to come all the way to Canton, Ohio and sit for three hours and watch someone else play. So here's another consideration. 24 people playing 12 games, day one, round one, three, four game tracks. 
that would then beget two games in the second slot, the semifinals of day one. That would leave you with three finals, day two, round one, 9 a.m. to noon, and the rest of Sunday from lunchtime to 5 p.m. Pickup games, presentations, uh, breakout sessions to try out homebrew rules or any of the many, many um, uh, modifications that we've reported on that uh, folks have uh, uh, delved into throughout the years here. That's just a couple of formats. Um, obviously, if we have more people, we will slot folks in. We'll, we maybe have to make it up as we go along, but you know, as we get closer to the day, uh, we'll certainly post a Google Doc showing you what uh, what the format is shaping up to be. Um, now, in 2013, we had some folks who could only attend one day or the other. We can easily create one-day tournaments for those folks as well. Our goal is to be as accommodating for whatever people are available to play, whether they're novice, intermediate, or veteran, uh, you play basic or master, what have you, this is going to be the time for Apple football to, sh to shine and what better place to make this happen than Canton once again on the 10th anniversary of the first Apple football club tournament. Um, in terms of actual breakdown of competition, well, uh, you know, my initial thought was it would be great to have a track for modern cards and a track for vintage cards. Uh, you might also have a track for basic and master folks, if there are enough for each. Uh, if you follow Larry Oshinsky, who's a replay machine, he's doing some great tournaments. Uh, he posts the results on the Epic Games page on Facebook, Epic Games group, actually. And he breaks things down by era, by you know, decades. He's doing a 1990s to present tournament, for example. So I could easily say if we had a 12-game day one, round one start, uh, three tracks of four games each. I could easily say us doing a track of the 40s and 50s, the 60s to 80s, and the 90s to the present to keep things a little more um, in keeping with the era of football. And that means, yes, that G-tops are welcome. So you go ahead. If you've got those uh, single-wing 41 uh, Packers, Bears, and Giants burning a hole in your pocket, bring them along. And the 42 Redskins and the 47 Steelers and the 48 Cardinals and the 49 Eagles, the 50 Browns and Rams, the 56 Giants, the 58 Colts, whatever iteration you've got, the uh, good old 68 Jets, 69 Chiefs and Vikings. Um, hey, even if you've got the original 66 AFL Dolphins, who um, in 1966, August 12, 1966, played their first, their debut preseason game against the Chiefs. Thank you to Ghosts of the Orange Bowl on Facebook for pointing that out. Nice little Larry Little jersey here. Stock up on your 66 jerseys. We want to see those in Canton. Any team is welcome. I might even bring uh, Art Carter's custom 1934 season set that he created. Replay that sneakers game. What better place to do it in Canton? I'd like to create a little uh, showcase game, maybe with the original AFT and BFT teams. What better place to uh, lay out some uh, great APA cards for the legends? Jim Thorpe, 
Red Grange, Bronco Nagurski, uh, you name it. All teams are welcome. Actually, I have it on good authority that the G-tops of your, say those 42 Sammy Bar Redskins, were in fact calculated by first calculating the uh, team scores for the entire season before that G-top was calculated. That's according to one person who was kind of around the scene at that time, and I'll leave it at that. So that's the general format. We will adjust as need be, depending on the commitments we get, we get and what interests folks show. So bring several teams and, of course, bring uh, one of your basic and or master books or both. Maybe just write your name in it or put a little clear label on them. That would be great. Let's move along to the rules. Well, right now, I'd like to keep it very simple. Three basic rules. Uh, if we don't have a basic or master track expressly, I would like competitors before each game to decide if you're going to play basic or master and what that entails. You might use some uh, master rules in the basic game, or you might use the master charts with basic keying and calling your defensive line. Whatever you want, it's up to you. I'm not worried about the consistency here. Uh, you know, if you decide to play the uh, 58 Colts, uh, you know, if they play basic one game and master the next, I'm not really worried about that. Uh, it's actually, I think, interesting to have that kind of data set for us to peruse and parse after the fact. And I'd like to build a good data for app base for Apple football uh, going forward. And don't forget those 62 Packers. They fell down here on me. You know, I want to see those 62 Packers in whatever iteration you got, the original uh, season set or the one of the G tops, you name it, or the current calcu currently calculated version, doesn't matter to me. So rule number one is you decide basic or master and just make sure that you note it on your score sheet. Make sure that you have it, uh, you know, you're agreed and you're clear on the rules. And maybe one person introduces a rule the other person might be, might not be so aware of. Phil Malloy's timing rules, for instance. And you can then coach that person through it. If you're both amenable, we want it to be nice, clean, easy competition. You know, no stress, no fuss, no muss. Rule number two is going to be injuries. And we this came up in the 2013 tournament. Uh, injuries will only last for the remainder of an individual game. So if you roll, if you have a G4, J4, you can roll on the two to 12 chart and you can treat that two or 12 as a J0, meaning that person only sits out for a play and the J1s, J2s, J3s will retain their meaning of being out for the player, being out for the rest of the quarter the half or the game you know it's interesting in 2013 uh, in a finals that you couldn't have scripted any better greg wells and his uh, 84 niners squared off against greg barrett and his 99 rams and kurt warner went down toward the end of that male biter of a finale that the 84 niners prevailed in so um uh, you know injuries do matter and they will count now if we do have multiple tracks and a group of folks in track a want to decide that the injuries will indeed carry over outside an individual game and you want to roll for that J4 and let a person be out for a game or two, that's up to you. Again, this, I don't want to be, I don't want this to be a, you know, kind of, I want this to be as wide open and as experimental as long as we all agree on it and we're clear on it. Uh, my goal, I, I think is going to be simply to document, document, document. I'd like to do some live broadcast. In terms of format, going back a step, I'd really like to have an online component, and I might ask folks to make a nominal donation to the cause, but I might have some 
online access or the competition or presentations or both. People can certainly present from outside. If you're interested, shoot me a note at apafootballcluboriginal at gmail.com or shoot us a note in the comments here. Rule number three, uh, overtime, sudden death overtime. Forget the current NFL rules. You score first, you win, okay? Uh, we want to try to keep things going quicker. Um, and certainly, if we get into one of those double OT situations like the Chiefs and Dolphins or the uh, Chargers and Dolphins, why is it always the Dolphins? Um, you know, we want to keep these games moving. We do have a three-hour window, and, you know, experienced players can get the game done in one and a half to two hours. There's going to be a lot of banter. I'll tell you about my experience at the first tournament. A bit of a whirlwind. Uh, you know, it really it really goes fast when you're playing head to head, especially if you've never played before. Uh, it's just kind of, a, you know, it can be a little not overwhelming, but it's a really it's a lot to take in, uh, which might be the definition of overwhelming. Well, in any case, them's the three rules so far. Like I say, I'll put together a Google Doc and I'll keep folks super apprised, you know, of what teams their preference is. You know, they prefer for the tournament what their skill level is we'll start dividing people in tracks so as we want to hit the ground running when we get there and you know when we get our gaming done we want to enjoy it to the fullest we'll let the games play out you know and then have our time to tour the museum which brings me to why the hall of fame and why august well why the hall of fame i think kind of goes without saying it's the you know it's the premier site for american professional football um at that time of year in august of course it's induction month they just had induction week and when we were there in 2013 you saw all the banners and the stand-up displays super cool you could feel the energy of you know the 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 uh the induction the new class the new displays the new exhibits there the new memorabilia they got in you know it really is the hall's mission and motive and to be there at that time is incredible. Of course, it's also the tail end of preseason. So you're really getting set up to tee up the um, 2023 professional football season. So it's a great time to be there and kind of get energized for the season. At the same time, you know, it's the summer. So it didn't feel like you were wall to wall crowded. If I counted 12 people outside of our own group throughout the museum, you know, uh, that that would be a lot. Uh, it was like uh, going uh, midday, midweek. It was practically empty. It was almost like a night at the museum kind of a thing, meaning you get locked in the museum and you can spend so much time at all these exhibits and what exhibits they are. I'll be uh, that one of the uh, many lead up um, projects I have on tap is to show some photos of the exhibits as they were in 2013. I'll get to that in a bit. And again, speaking of why August, well, the summer hours for the Hall of Fame are 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. So we finish our gaming each day at 5 p.m. And even if we have a palate cleanser presentation from 5 to, say, 5.15 or 5.30, maybe even two 15-minute presentations, you still get two and a half hours to go through the museum. And that is all part of the cost. Brilliant segue, I might say. Uh, right now, we're looking at about $75 per person per day. Uh, that's certainly at the high end of the spectrum for APA regional tournaments, and I get that. Um, you know, there are probably even going to be some ancillary costs in terms of, you know, they charge two twenty-five dollars per drink per person. You can't bring your own food and drink into the museum, completely understandable. So, you know, there might even be some ancillary costs or, you know, additional costs that, you know, 
come out in the wash at the end there. But $75 a person entitles you not only to access to the museum and all the exhibits all day long, but 20% off at the Hall of Fame gift shop. So it's a very generous deal. It's actually quite a bargain when you look at some other facilities. And after our 2013 event, I looked at Lambeau Field, Soldier Field, Arrowhead, Heinz, or whatever it's going to be called now, the Crimson Permanent Assurance, something like that. I don't know. Um, which gets us to a little bit about, uh, well, I'll get to the origin in a bit because there's one other reason I want to talk about here. Uh, let's face it, we Apple football folks are vastly outnumbered. <laughs> uh, you know, there's about, there are about 10 baseball, Apple, Apple baseball players for every single football player by at least one metric that I use the, um, you know, just looking at the Facebook groups, uh, there are maybe 5,400 baseball players to maybe 500 and change football players. And keep in mind that when, uh, in our first iteration from 2011 to 2016, we, we built a followership of about 500 and change folks. And uh, during our break, 2016 to 2021, that's kind of where we are now. Um, you know, the uh, if you look at uh, this year's uh, Apple football tournament down in Georgia, which they started in 2016, they had nine participants this year. That's what we had each day in 2013. So I think the time is nigh to raise the bar, raise the bar in attendance, raise the bar on impact and visibility for the Apple football community. I know there's a lot of folks returning to the game. Like I say, novice, intermediate, veteran. We want everyone in the room to teach people. You know, that's part of the origin, what this event was. Um, for those who want to drop out now, I understand. Uh, for those who'd like to learn a little bit about the history of the tournament, I will yammer on a bit more for you. Um, you know, I attended the Lancaster tournament, which was the fan-held annual tournament in Lancaster in 2012. I saw Tebow and Wells play their then-traditional Sunday morning game while everyone was watching the baseball playoffs. The baseball playoffs played out, and, and that was, you know, great. That's cool. Um, at the way, a week or two after that, I started saying we needed a football tournament, and I uh, started reaching out to some folks. And, you know, we started talking about this in July 2012. Comes 2013... Around about April 14th or thereabouts, uh, I see Doug Schuyler post on Between the Lines about the Chicagoland Regional Tournament. I got on the phone with him immediately. Three days later, we had an interview written ready to go. I think we were probably the first one to do that. Um, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the regional tournament and what he was going to plan and all that. They ended up getting five people. And in fact, I'll read you the story that we posted here. But that, that summer of 2013 really became legend. And, uh, you know, we were there. Uh, Greg Wells did a presentation on that. And in fact, I'm going to repost. For those who missed the 2013 tournament, I'm going to post all the videos that we uh, uh, made there, all the presentations. My goal was to make the uh, football tournament kind of hark back to the original APA tournament in 1973 in Philadelphia. You had hundreds of people attending. You had a football tournament. I was just talking to Roy Langens about how he played the baseball and football tournaments in 73 in Philly. Uh, he and I caught up briefly at the uh, uh, Robert Henry Memorial Tournament last Saturday in um, King of Prussia. Uh, in any case, my goal was to kind of go back to and capture the spirit of those original tournaments of 73 and 75 and 76, 
up to 98. I mean, you know, I was just talking to Anthony Jacoby and stay tuned for that interview. Um, you know, make it a very, a learning, you know, a, a crucible of learning and gameplay, you know, competition and education. And we did that. Uh, it's unfortunate we didn't have more people at that uh, iteration, but we do have all the uh, video preserved of Ray Dunlop's presentations, which you might have ended up seeing later in Alpharetta. I uh, talked about uh, creating a tournament that outlives you. He talked about his matchup system. Greg Barrett talked solitaire football, refining it. Uh, Greg Wells talked that summer 2013. John Cochran not only talked about Canton because he's got uh, some you know, ties to the city, uh, but he also gave us a soccer demo. I you know, again, I want this to be as inclusive and educational as possible. The soccer game had just come out. I believe he was one of the testers, and he did a great demo for us. So um, while, you know, you've also got Jack Dolan's uh, uh, soccer tutorials, and, of course, Jack runs the soccer tournament for the official APA uh, convention, uh, we'll add, we'll re-add John Cochran's um, uh, demonstration of the soccer game and kind of the theories behind it and all that good stuff. And probably the most important um, presentation that I'll repost is the one in which Jerry Zajac and Steve Bigfoot Myersburg, the National Card Football League, demonstrated their Skype method of play for football. This is seven years before the pandemic. These guys are legends. They're all Hall of Famers for that innovation alone. Uh, I would like to think that folks picked up on that, certainly with the pandemic and the uh, onset of Zoom, which I'm recording on now. You know, you know, it's become a lot more commonplace, but these guys did it first. And Skype, I think, is still a better platform because you've got the chat line right there. I mean, you can do any any video app is essentially video and chat. The Skype setup at the time, at least, and I'll check into the uh, latest version here, but you've got a, a line that you simply type in your offense. Defense types in its defense. You hit one, two, three, say one, two, three, go hit enter and you're uh, Play calls come up simultaneously. It is genius. Uh, they made it work. And uh, hopefully, we, like I said, we can have an online component again this year with actual competition or presenters, things of that nature. So, you know, going back to that summer of 2013, that's the kind of thing that we want to maintain the momentum of. Obviously, you saw our interview with Jack Dolan. He's doing his uh, Greenville, South Carolina tournament. And he's doing a, a great thing. He's doing it at the floor field, which matches the Fenway specs. They're going to tour the Shows Joe Museum. They're going to uh, then attend the uh, Greenville Drive game, you know, Boston Farm Team. Uh, we had thought of doing something like that over here at the Yogi Berra Stadium, part of that, you know, 2014, looking for a follow-up kind of a thing. We could still do it for New Jersey. If you New Jersey Apple folks, shoot me a note, Apple Football Club Original, gmail.com. We will put something together here like that it's very easy to do that's my last topic i don't want to skip ahead too much so um you know the origin of it was to make a big splash for football you know i would love to see us narrow the 10 to 1 gap between baseball and football players to maybe 5 to 1 maybe we can get a thousand apple football followers out there maybe we can narrow the gap to 2 to 1 you know can we get 2500 apple football folks to the 5,000 and change uh, baseball folks, you know? So I generally don't ask people to share content and all that, but in this case, I would love you to get folks interested. Uh, you know, if any of your baseball folks have thought about trying a football game, trust me, it's an intense experience. And uh, this, that's, that's why we did this tournament to let people play full games, 
um, to be in a room with people who know the game. I mean, it was wall to wall Hall of Famers, if I may say so, or Hall of Famers to be. It was a little bit intimidating, but like I say, it went so fast that you, you it's just going to be mind blowing. Okay. So you will not regret it. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, if you're on the fence about the tournament, consider this that it is summer and that uh, you've got uh, the Labor Day weekend coming up right after the tournament. So if you want to make it a family affair, as I post on Between the Lines, you've got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland an hour away. You've got the National Museum of the Air Force in Dayton three hours away. You've got the Columbus Zoo. You've got the Cuyahoga Scenic Rail. You've got Gibson's Bakery up in Oberlin. They've been around since 1885, and I can personally attest that their baked goods are out of this world. And maybe we'll sneak a few in, maybe at the hotel or something. We will reserve a block of hotel rooms somewhere there's several hotels in the area everything's very accessible in canton so um you know uh anthony giacobi mentioned there might be some uh things that he knows of in the area we'll put together a great list so whether you make this uh treat for daddy daddy's getaway august 26th and 27th or you want to bring the family and bring the kids in and show them the game maybe we can you know kids are free <laughs> we're not gonna have to i think we can work that out with the uh with the uh the hall just to you know make sure we get a pass there but uh you know show them the game or you know you 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 make the weekend what you want it to be but uh it's going to be a big impact for apple football want to raise the bar um i would love i would love it if we became the most attended regional tournament if we get 100 folks i'm going to tear out what hair i don't have for sure but we will make the tournament work um counting on everyone to kind of help along with that i mean uh one facilitator we'll see you know we don't have a final guest list by any means here so you know it just uh, remains to be seen what uh, what uh you know level of knowledge is coming in and from what i'm seeing it's already uh, just some of the folks who've expressed interest there's some monumental uh football knowledge coming into the room here so you're not going to want to miss this at all uh, and by the way you know in terms of uh why August? And I forgot to mention this, you know, back in July, 2012, when we were talking about the tournament, the ties into the origin, you know, some folks had suggested that it would be really great if we did the tournament kind of during or at the peak of the NFL season, say between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. And I get that problem is for me is the weather. Uh, you know, you saw folks having troubles getting in and out of Alpharetta for the official annual convention this year and that's just with no real inclement weather to speak of that i saw it's just your uh you know it's part and parcel of uh what uh, constitutes today's transit industry i guess um adding any potential winter events or blizzard um you know that's going to be a problem either getting into ohio or getting out of you know say new jersey something like that and i can tell you the first time i took my wife to san francisco um you know, it was uh, early 2005, and I'll tell you what, how much of a keeper she is. She let me watch the Steelers-Jets playoff game. Greg Barrett, sorry about that. Uh, but we got snowed in because of the blizzard in Jersey. So we got stuck in, well, not stuck in San Francisco. It's a great place to be for an extra day. So that's the kind of weather event I'm looking to avoid. Uh, but, again, never say never. We never say never here at the Apple Football Club. So... You know, if we build momentum here and folks say, hey, 
I'm going to see you in, in, in December or February. We've got to do a winter one. That's it. I'll do it. You know, done and dusted. I mean, I've got no problem. You just get on the phone with the game and say, you know, sign us up again, please, for another tour of duty. So, you know, these things are easy to start. I would love to see more folks pick up more regional football tournaments. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Randy Corrier noted in the most recent APA weekly uh, newsletter. And, and by the way, Randy Corrier is a god. He's an absolute god. What he does with the uh, regional tournament newsletters and, and everything he does with the newsletter is just amazing. And, and just for the uh, the the uh, community at large, it's incredible. Um, he noted under a subhead about tournament news in the latest APA weekly newsletter that uh, since we started following the regional tournaments in 2017, there have been 128 tournaments, 3,126 participants, an average of 21.33 tournaments per year, and an average of 24.42 individuals per tournament. I love the specificity. That's an amazing total of people that are getting out and playing app and face-to-face tournaments. I want to hit 100. I'd love to see us hit 100. 200 even. Let's go for broke. You know, let's show them what Apple football can do here, right? You know, and it's interesting because I'll read you the article I posted. Just see how, just how far we've come here. Uh, and so on January, uh, July, on July 2013, I posted an article on our original Facebook page. Headline, the summer of Apple, grassroots attorneys spread love of the game. From Chicago to Central Florida, APA fans have been quite busy this year bringing homegrown competitions to their communities. In the wake of the official APA tournament, June 21st to 23rd in Alpharetta, Georgia, the summer of 2013 has seen a proliferation of events engage more Sultans of the 66 around the country. First of these was the Florida APA Day on July 19th in Groveland between Tampa and Orlando. The event drew six participants, said co-organizer Mike Sparks, one of whom had never played the game before. A larger event the next day in the Philadelphia suburb of Willow Grove, Pennsylvania, simultaneously paid tribute to iconic APA historian and APA journal columnist Robert Henry, while further encouraging the interest of the young players of the Bridesburg APA League. According to Steve Scoff, who just defended his APA title outside Atlanta, Randy Corrier took the title at the Robert Henry Memorial Tournament by using the 1910 Philadelphia A's, while Steven Suarez of the Bridesburg Boys and Girls Club won the trophy for the best record among the club's 14 young players. Last but not least, the inaugural Chicagoland APA World Series Tournament produced its first winner, noted spokesperson Doug Schuyler. Kurt Bartell of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, whose 1977 Kansas City Royals bested the 1983 Chicago Sox 2-1 in the finals of the one-day tournament July 27th at the Woodstock Public Library in Woodstock, Illinois, where they, on the side, they filmed the, the movie Groundhog Day, apparently. The event drew five participants and, like the Bridesburg event, generated enthusiasm for future gatherings. Boy, has it ever. Go watch that interview with Rob Spatz. Uh, they're doing fantastic work. Meantime, Hall of Famer Jim Shea, who was instrumental in expanding the game's appeal through his demonstrations under the APA Coaches Program, indicated he approached a youth club in Burbank, California, a year ago to pique their interest in APA. In a recent interview with us, he noted his interest in fostering more regional contests. Next up is the APA Football Club's inaugural two-day event, August 24th and 25th, at the newly renovated Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. All told, that makes four first-time APA events in the span of five weeks. It was amazing. Our first tournament was amazing. 
Uh, if you missed it, you'll get a taste of it. Uh, I will tell you this, um, the head-to-head -head competition goes very, very quickly. Uh, I remember playing uh, my 62 Lions against Jerry Zajac's 62 Packers and against Barrett's uh, 2011 Saints. I played the 79 Saints against Bob Tassinari's um, 20, uh, 1971 Raiders. It was a 33-30 shootout win for the Saints. Uh, and I mean, the whole tournament was a blur. In fact, one of my best memories was at the end of it when Greg Barrett grabbed me by the arm and said, Let's, we got to go tour the Hall of Busts. And then we went and you know, he sat me down in the uh, theater to watch the uh, the recap of the uh, Ravens Niners Super Bowl. And like I say, it was just, it was practically empty. Um, you know, we just had rain of the museum. It was fantastic. And the exhibits were incredible. Um, you know, so you will not regret it. Uh, if you've never played football head to head, you will be addicted. And I'd love to see, I'd love to see us not only be the largest best attended regional tournament, you know, at least we're for one off, you know, for, if we can get a hundred folks, even 75, I think would put us in, uh, you know, in that top echelon, if not at, at the lead of that, you know, to show you Apple football is a strong community. And I'd really love to see folks come out of this learning how to build uh, an online Apple football league. Very easy to do. It's very easy to do a tournament like this. I'll round out with my rule, easy to start or rather my topic heading here, you know, you see folks have done it at um, hotels, uh, whatever kinds of other facilities you can find. Anyone who's got space to rent, you know, whether you bring food in or you, you know, you use food from an in-house caterer, these tournaments are easy to do. If you want to start one, I will help you. Any of the other organizers will help you. I'd really want to help the football community start making its mark with more regional tournaments. And I think Gridiron Games 2023 is a great way to start. And I want to thank you all so much for your uh, early interest in this, for your support, uh, for your support for this channel and for us coming back and uh, you know, your comments on the videos and your likes and follows. It is fantastic for the Apple football community. Uh, we might be small, but we can get bigger. We're very vocal. We're the loudest game out there, I think Greg Wells said. So uh, let's make it happen. It's going to happen. It's going to be big. We're going to raise the bar higher and higher at Canton, August 2023. Stay tuned for more information. If you have any thoughts or questions, email me at applefootballcluboriginal at gmail.com. Comment on this video. Follow us on Instagram. Just search for Apple Football Club. I'll put the link in the video here. Follow us on Facebook and comment there or message me there. I can't wait to see you all. This is going to be fantastic. It's going to be something you talk about for years. I guarantee it. Uh, our first tournament had a major impact. This one's going to be even bigger. I will see you there.